0: In the words of the great KRS-One, rap is something you do. Hip-hop is something you live. And Freedom Felons is hip-hop. Not just hip-hop. They're your urban culture go-to clothing line. Everything from guys' apparels, women' apparels. Freedomfelons.com is the only place to go to get your flyest gear. Check them out. Any sizes, any colors, custom order, made specially for you, for the urban culture. Wake the flock of Donette proud to announce Freedom Felons brand new sponsor go check them out freedomfelons.com when it comes to entertainment in Los Angeles one production company has it on lock Young Baca Productions from a bi-monthly show at the airliner in Los Angeles to the many shows to the B-Side Forum to the State of Battle Rap on the B-Side Channel.com Yum Baca Productions are putting together the dopest entertainment in Los Angeles, California and beyond. Check them out on Wait the Flock Up Send You <laughs> You can block what you heard? That's the cure. Wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up. Everybody, wake the fuck up. From the city to the burbs, every street, every curve, You can block what you heard? That's the cure. Wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up,
1: wake the fuck up. Everybody, wake.
0: Welcome back to the show. You are now listening to Wake the Flock Up with Concept 714. Fluor and Rhythm is here. The wife is here. And we're here at beautiful, formerly known as Distorted Truth. And now it's called uh, King's Corner. Um, We're still intact. We're still a family. We're still building. Distorted Truth have decided to kind of um, uh, go separate paths for, for for the time being. But that doesn't mean that we don't love each other. It doesn't mean we're not. We're not very close friends. Still doesn't mean we don't support each other. It just means, you know, business advances and time goes on. So thank you for checking us out. We've had an amazing night. A night just filled with dope-ass interviews and dope hip-hop everywhere. And uh, that is no exception to my next guest. I'm going to introduce him as a hip-hop visionary. You know what I'm saying? Uh, He's been able to develop a, a look in a specific a very specific vision for the scene itself, and it has helped out immensely, you know. Uh, because of him, we've we've all attained certain credibility, you know. Uh, we've all uh, reached a certain level of, of stardom, even though minimal. For some, it's been really beneficial for others, and also because you had this vision in mind. Um, and we're going to get into that because I need to know, was it implanted in you? Did you realize what was happening? I need to know all this good stuff. So tonight I'm sitting here with, with Wacko.
1: Yo, what's going on, man?
0: So <clears throat> let's, start, let's start fresh. Uh, uh, Wacko is, is, a, is a most currently and known for having um, developed the B-Side show.
1: Right, yeah. I'm uh, uh, <clears throat> one of the uh, founders and also one of the partners and stuff that Created this platform for artists today, up and coming artists, um, even well established artists in the hip hop industry, as far as um, from local talents and stuff like that, independent.
0: But the B Side Show has been one of your many. uh, It's
1: just, it's just, it's just one and one of the most recent ventures that uh, um, I put and dedicated time into and stuff. So
0: outside of that, we've done everything from. Well, you you also do Wacko Films.
1: Correct. Yes. Talk to me about that. What's that? uh, Wacko Films is. well, it's it's myself and uh, basically from movies to uh, short films and uh, a lot of music videos. Uh, so all genres.
0: You do the uh, you do the editing.
1: I shoot. You do the shooting. I'm director, producer, editing. editor. Uh, I am um, pretty much everything you possibly think of. I'm a one man show there. So uh, you see me in action at one time. Yeah, but, you know something simplistic. Yeah. You know, um, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much the one-man show. And usually I have a partner of mine to, um, that helps me out once in a while, uh, Apex. Mm-hmm. He helps with my lighting because mm-hmm. he understands my vision and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's good to have certain people like that that just know how I work and stuff. So it's cool.
0: When do we get our start um, as Wacko, The Wacko we all come to know and love.
1: Oh, the one that... Oh, okay. The one that you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought yeah. you were going to go way back. Yeah. Uh That was in like... 99 or something like that as far as like um you know in this industry and everything um i mean originally my name wacko is actually i've had it since i was like 13 years old or something so it's it's always stuck with me and uh i've never really used my real name i don't think i ever used my real name for really i've known you
0: for like four years or so and i i don't know your name and I, i think i'm okay with that i think i'm okay with that because it's um You've earned it It's a thing that you've chosen To represent you And when people see the name Wacko it, it brings a certain Level of Automatic respect for the name And you know what you're You know what you're doing You know what you're getting into You know If the name Wacko's involved You know okay well then It's a certain level of professionalism Involved in that
1: you know? I appreciate that man And
0: I think it's important for people To really understand it It's Dude it's a real fucking Pet peeve of mine when people kind of brush off the business aspect of the game and and the professionalism of the game and they think that all it's going to end up really is requiring skills to make it and it's such an amateur way to think dude it's such a beginner way to think and not realize that you really need to be able to maneuver in the business aspect of the game
1: right yeah Uh, today's industry now and it doesn't matter um whether you're a DJ, uh, you're in the EDM, you're in the rock scene or the uh, hip hop scene, it doesn't really matter, Uh, even actors, uh, you have to have an understanding and some knowledge or a direction towards business and branding. Uh, A lot of people now need to be their PR, marketing and uh, booking, you know, and, and, um, uh, we're in that we're in that realm now and and, and a lot of these artists have great amazing talent don't get me wrong i've worked with a lot of amazing amazing talents and stuff but they lack certain departments and i think that's what's gonna uh, hold them back from actually accomplishing what they really want to
0: and that can't be said enough i feel because in the industry that we deal with where it's direct egos because that's ultimately what allows you to pick up the mic what gives you the, the fortitude to, like, put all your insecurities aside, blah, blah, blah. the fact that your ego is strong enough to overcome that, right? And 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 you create this persona, your AK concepts, your AK fluence, your AK when we have realistic names that we were born with, we have a family, your grandmother calls you that, you know, to create this whole new persona, which is the, um, the ego of you kind of saying, okay, I'm better than what... I was born with Or I'm better than Than what they know I am I'm gonna prove it to them By creating this persona And then Following an entire career Basing an entire career Based off of this Alias that you've created You know To really step back And realize Okay Being dope Being good Is the basis Of it There's so much more business On the other side of it that they right.
1: don't you know what I'm saying which is like ninety percent of the game really it is now it is like talent of course you need talent and skill you, you have to and you got to be uh, sharpening your sword at all times you know but um business is pretty much yeah it's like ninety percent of of any anything in this industry mm-hmm. yeah.
0: uh, when did we find our niche for and when did you when did you come to realize that
1: um I think for myself, I think as far as in the business aspect of it, I mean, it goes way back before I even actually really got into this whole industry thing. I mean, it goes back to like the house party days and stuff like that. Um, uh, back in days, I, I just went to like a house party and then, you know, like, hey, you got to pay to come in. I'm like, yo, this is this is just a house. I'm like, no, man, you, you got to pay to walk into the gate, you know, and I'm just like, all right, whatever. So I paid, I walked in there and I just, I kind of like, I've always been that, I've always looked at things a certain way and I was there with my buddy and stuff like that. And it was a bunch of rebels and ravers. This was yeah. this era. And I was all like, so, man, hey, so, uh, you know, people were paying just to come to this backyard, man. Just part Like, yeah. I was like, oh, all right. Huh. Let's do one. And they're like, you serious? Yeah, let's do one. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and did that. What I did, though, was different um, was uh, we opened, like, the kitchen window and took out the screen. And uh, you would buy a cup for three bucks. And you had unlimited beer so this was like in the 90s bro so the kegs i used to get it for like free because my buddy worked at the liquor store and shit flounder man i wonder what happened to that guy but anyways um so that's how we used to do we used to flip money left and right yeah yeah so that's how i used to do it so instead of making money just at the gate you know made money at the the windows doing different things and then also too we would like sell tacos there's times where we had like my uncle and sell tacos or something like that and then um uh we would just let everyone come in free you know until it's packed a certain way and you had to wait outside and then we just made money way more money than paying at the door and you
0: graduated from house parties to warehouses
1: to Warehouses, we did warehouses and stuff like that, and then uh, part of that whole breaking into the warehouse, finding that was a rush, yeah. And then um, got into more uh, doing things over in like in Rosarito, like uh, yeah. you know, boom booms, tequilas, off down that way. And then we used to do a lot of shows out there. We used to have like the Baker Boys come in, they were really big at that time.
0: Were Power of the Power de Six DJs, yeah. For, I grew up on the Baker Boys in the morning, morning. Yeah, we,
1: we hired them to come and they would spin and get on the mic and stuff like that. Yeah. Tito, we had Tito come through and stuff. No, you no yeah, Tito, DJ Irene when DJ Irene was actually starting doing. Remember stuff. Tito? Tito? I remember Tito, yeah, dude, that's yeah. what's up, dude. So we, used, I just used do all I said, you know, and yeah. the people that I met and stuff, and that's kind of how I got into the promotions aspect, and from there, you know, that was just business, and I fell in love with it. It was just like uh, I got bit by something, you know.
0: And you, you eventually made it over to radio too, right?
1: Mm-hmm. You were
0: doing um, AM radio.
1: Yeah, it was AM radio. Yeah. Um, uh, there was a thing called actually Zoo Radio which later on down the road that came out again but you know it was kind of random but um we did zero Rated, which uh, sergio x yeah. he had this record shop record shops back then and that's mm-hmm. when everyone used to go get the records and stuff like that you know um uh, that was pretty crazy um so we, we had, like, a, a show. It was on Wednesdays, and it was in the afternoon, and we used to spin, like, hip-hop and all different stuff like that.
0: House and all that good shit.
1: House, trance, you know, hard house at that time. Is
0: house music still around?
1: Yes, of course, absolutely. Man. No way. Oh, yeah, dude. I
0: feel like I haven't heard of house and EDM took over.
1: See, EDM is just that word. That That's kind of like the... Uh, the hipster? Word. Yeah, you know, it's that word that they kind of had to classify things and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, the electronic dancing has been around forever bro it's been like in the 70s dude holy shit yeah it's been it's been around for a long time a lot of the 70s was like the a, a core foundation of like the electronic dancing mm-hmm. that's how like daft punk was inspired and stuff like that man so so
0: little by little as i'm getting to know you on a personal basis right uh i'm starting to realize that you you love hip-hop obviously it's, it's, of course it's something you really care about but uh if you you have what a lot of people don't have and what I'm hoping Afro has, right, is this realization that your world is bigger than hip-hop. It is. And that there's so much more out there to offer and to work in that hip-hop, as much as you love it and it is what it is, uh, there's there's other ways to express yourself outside of it musically.
1: Yes, there right? is, man. There's there's so many different outlets. That, that's what I think I've learned through, again, let's going back to that house party, right, right. It's, it's a great example, I saw people saw one way of how to profit off of it it was just by charging of a door I saw other means of being able to do so you know mm. so the same thing in this industry there's other ways and other means of being able to financially be successful and stuff or even just um, through your art you know sharing your art through different outlets so it's not always just hardcore hip hop hip hop hip hop no man especially today man cause today hip hop's so diverse and, and music itself because the internet's changed it that everybody has you know um different likings of, of genres of music and hip-hop's you know changed it's it's in the dancing as well too you know and well, look what even let's go back to limp biscuit look what limp biscuit kind of done mm. you know what i'm saying yeah. they kind of brought that fuse of like you know hip-hop and rock and stuff like that yeah. you know so
0: and the entrepreneurs knew it, dude. Like, Run DMC did it with Aerosmith. They knew yes. that the music, exactly. the love for music is more than just that. And even, let's say, you do do hip-hop. Let's say it is hip-hop. More than just the MC. Yeah. There's more to it, to, to a song, than just the vocals.
1: It's, it's, it's beyond it. I mean, I idea used to be, when you really think about it, if you kind of like, if you want to get all historical about it, you know... The, the MC was in nothing. The MC yeah. was the hype man. It was the yep. DJ was the star. Yep. Yep. You know the MC it was, was the guy like, that
0: brought the music right. with him. Yeah.
1: The MC was just to like say hey ho, to introduce hey, the DJ. Oh, put your hands in yeah. the air yeah. and just waving like you just don't care. Yeah. Come on, that's pretty much was it. You know, yeah. and everyone was just like, yeah, this DJ's oh right. wow. Yeah, but. uh yeah, the MC, it was the DJ before the MC, man. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of people tend to forget that stuff. Man.
0: And, and and that just goes to show you that, like for like every MC, there's like ten people that are responsible for that song. Correct. The engineer to the producer, producer to the A and R to the person that set it up to the book. Yeah. The, there's different ways to approach the game, and that's something that I've, I I came to terms with. And it, and it really came to me. It was basically like a thing. Like, dude, you're not young anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not, you're, not, you're not 19, you're not 18 You're not going to be out here competing with these kids And it wasn't a skill, not competing with them Skills wise, skills wise is not the issue I'm saying with time wise Something that they have That I no longer have Right. They, and they also took advantage of the opportunities That were presented to them That maybe I didn't um, That weren't presented to me Or that I didn't take advantage of if they were presented right. They are walking down this path And life has their path And they, they're walking down this path That it is what it is uh, but it came to a realization where it was like, okay, how else can I contribute to the to hip hop, which is my main focus? You know, it's what I know, it's what I base on. But how can I contribute to music in to the to my generation period in a way that's not hasn't been done yet, or in a way that um, a lot that the path won't be so crowded?
1: Right, right, because right? it's it's really over, oversaturated in a lot of different things. You know, I mean, uh, even as a as a photographer. And, you know uh, as a filmer it's really oversaturated in that as well too there's yeah. so many people out there filming there's so many people out there taking photos and stuff which is great you know that's a beautiful thing but i think when you are trying to take it more as a business aspect of it you know that's where like quality comes into play and, you know different things like that you mm-hmm. know but um uh, yeah man you have to find a niche and you have to be able to find something to separate yourself right, right? And that's the key thing right there. Man.
0: And how early did did this happen? You were you were doing um, um, editing, or you met an editor for a magazine? Right? Oh yeah, At a car man. show. And yeah. this is ninety nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. in nineteen
1: ninety nine, I went to this car show, and then there was this booth, this magazine, and they're handing out like their first issue and stuff. And um, I was like, oh, it's just cool. And I was all like, no, like um, I go, hey, you guys looking for photographers or something? You know. And then they're all like, oh, yeah, man, we're having a meeting actually next week. Why don't you come down? You know, I was like, all right, cool. Um, they just said, you have to have a digital camera. I'm like, cool. Um, I actually went and flipped some stuff and sold certain things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh,
0: I, cu- I, cu- I cut up some things. No, you're not. I bagged up some things. and I. Oh, yeah,
1: man. You know, <laughs> just went ahead and flipped it streetwise and stuff, man. And then uh, chopped up some got, got a, <laughs> <laughs> I got a 12 megapixel camera. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a 12, and that was like expensive back yeah. then. That was like the shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude,
0: and, and to that story, let me tell you this, Wacko. And this is what I tell people all the time, and I am I am a living proof of that. You will be surprised at the things that happen if you ask.
1: Yes. Just fucking ask. It's really simple. And
0: the number one fear is rejection. So the number one fear is asking. And yes. what I tell people and, and, and Fluent has seen it happen millions times with me is like, dude, I'm just gonna ask. Can it be on the show? Let me just fucking send an email. I mean, all you
1: can do is just ask, yeah. It's the same thing, no different yeah. than for both female and males where like you find someone attractive mm. and you're just like you know, we all get in that position. It's just like, got to do is go up and say hi. There's no That's guarantees.
0: <laughs> there's no guarantees that it won't happen. The only guarantee right. that it won't happen is if you don't fucking ask. Exactly. I can guarantee 100% that it's not going to happen. But you know what I can't guarantee is that he'll say yes because he's in a good mood. Dude, he might say a million times no. He says yes that one time. He says a yes to you. Your life has changed because you have the courage of doing it. Had you not asked that photographer at that time or that editor at that time, who, probably, no, who, I, knows? Yeah, who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not too sure. I'm,
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, I I'm I sure there could have been somebody else down the line, but it, to be where you are now,
1: I, well, I think that 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 magazine um, was a big part of what I'm I'm in here because they kind of really opened doors and opportunities. I learned so much through them. Um, George and Jimmy were the owners of it, and um, uh, everybody the staff that was involved and stuff like like it was just it was really interesting and to be able to. Um, uh, learn the business aspect of stuff and that's where I, I gained a lot of knowledge i saw how things were running i saw what it would take to put a magazine together and, you know the the money it takes you know and how to make that money so i studied all those things and i learned all those things and i utilized those same tactics because it in business especially this it's a template there's nothing really different from what I, I've, I've un, uh, what I've done. Your it, experiences. It, yeah, uh-huh. it's 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 a template. It's just a matter of, you know, making little tweaks and alter, you know, alternate, alter certain things and stuff like that. Man.
0: So, uh, the the basics are the same. It's just you either having to turn them up or turn them down according to the situation that you're
1: Correct. in. Correct. Correct. Dope. Dope. You know I mean?
0: How long did that last with them?
1: I was there with them for six years. I ended uh, as a, a hip hop uh, editor. Uh, I stepped away because um, they denied me for. Uh, uh, I had Nas for the front cover, and uh, Nas gave me 15 minutes to sit down with them over at. That was the second Rock the Bells. Shit. And um, so I had it all set and then uh, sat down with them and everything, and uh, they didn't want to put the him on the cover. And I was giving them an opportunity to because there were more a lot of rock into you know rock influence and oh, stuff. Okay, okay. So um,
0: who they, did they fight for the cover? Who did uh, they have that's c- bit bigger than us
1: CKY, It's a, a a band that you, you're white, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, that, and,
0: and, and, and with them on the cover, they were going to move more units?
1: Uh, they actually had them for the fourth time on the cover, and that's because uh, they were their favorite band. So uh, I said, I'm bringing Nas that will open the door to a whole new avenue in yeah, the hip-hop industry. Yeah. You know, All he wants is the cover, and why would you deny a man such as this uh, yeah, for the, the cover? The, yeah, the caliber. And yeah. they did that, and I was just kind of irritated with that, and I was kind of done with it, and I, I felt as though that I think I've done Enough for them, and you know. But I learned. I learned a lot from there and stuff so like that. So
0: artistically, you had just reached your limit.
1: I, I have. It's crazy. And it, you, you, you were telling a story about Ra. You know about the the pants and stuff. And it kind of reminded me a time. Um. <laughs> it's all I, true, Ra. Don't yeah. fucking lie. Don't, Don't lie, deny. dude. He. D- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it reminded me of a story, man. Um, I went to go interview Busy Bone, and Busy was uh, working on the Omega. And um, he was having a meeting with Universal, so he was staying over there at the Hilton at, by Universal Studios. So, me and actually my mentor, the photographer uh, Tyler Clinton, is an amazing, amazing photographer and director. And I learned so much from this man. Well, he was actually the photographer. And um, so, we went and chilled with him. We met him at the pool. We sat there. Uh, he says, Hey, you, you smoke, man? You smoke? And I was just like, Yeah, sure, whatever. So, we blazed a little bit, whatever. And then, then we started talking, and he was telling me how he got kidnapped. You know, he was on America's Most Wanted and stuff like that. Busy His father kidnapped him. And uh, when he was small, and uh, he was on America's Most Wanted, and uh, they were looking for for him, looking for his dad, and shit.
0: Did someone call them in?
1: Uh, They finally, yeah, they found him and something, called him in, and he was on there. He said, Oh, man, I remember. He was telling me amazing (laughs) stories about his (laughs) life. Fucking crazy. He told me uh, how he met uh, Crazy Bone when Crazy came up and knocked on his door and said, Yo, so I heard you could spit, man. And he's like, yeah And he actually spit what he rhymed to him at at the doorstep because he was staying with his sister. And then he spit that, and it was just crazy, man. It was just amazing. was the
0: style similar to Lazy's at the time?
1: Uh, it was a little bit similar. Okay, yeah, a little so, bit. Similar. I mean, so they clicked. They're they like, clicked. Oh, this yeah. Is dope. They, you know, they kind of knew of each other yeah. through the streets and yeah. stuff. And then, um, yeah, he's just getting a story how they met, Easy, how they actually took the time to come all the way to L.A. just to fucking meet him and shit. And it was pretty interesting, man. Dude, that's what's up. Yeah, man. and then uh, he says uh, <laughs> during the interview, he's like, "I want to go shopping." Yeah, And I was like, "All yeah, right, yeah. cool." He's like. L- L- you want to go to Star Wars in your shop? I go, yeah, man. So I'm thinking we're going to go to Universal City. I go, cool, man. Yeah, we can just stroll to Universal City. Nah, no, nah, no. Nah. I want to go to Hollywood. I'm all like, well, we are in Hollywood, right? He's like, yeah, I, I want to go like Hollywood Blue, go to the shops. I was like, oh, cool. So we he wants to hit rodeo and shit. No, like Hollywood. Oh, he wants to go to the hood, Hollywood. Hollywood, <laughs> yeah. Like it's so, and it's shit. Like Hollywood, you know, Hollywood, right? so. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So we we went to Hollywood. He hopped in my car and shit, man, and we we're just rolling and stuff.
0: And at this point, uh, he is. Who he is, right? Like,
1: but it's busy bone, bone you know? thugs yeah. was
0: popping and everything was yeah, cracking. Was busy man, okay.
1: he had just. Uh, it was that time where he already kind of like their oh. little beef and shit. And okay, well, yeah. So, um, yeah, we went shopping and stuff and. I went with this motherfucker, dude. We went shopping for clothes, and he went and he's like, I, can get, I need to get me some draws. And we went shopping for underwear, so I went shopping with Busy Bone for uh, under, underwear, man. So yeah. that's why it reminded me of your type of <laughs> underwear. I was yeah. like, dude, I, I have a similar story, man. Yeah. It was really dope, and then uh, we went back. <laughs> we, we how's move this, back. How does this look he like, what do you think about these ones? I was like, <laughs> like oh, I don't know, man. I think do. it's a little more lift right there, bro. You know? <laughs> you don't seem
0: like you have enough support.
1: There's not enough. And
0: this is before boxer briefs, bro. He <laughs> yeah. was rocking the whitey tighties. Yeah. You know
1: this is this was the era, guys, where um, he was buying pants with fucking Wiley Coyote like fucking yeah. embroidered on jeans and shit. Do you guys uh, remember that? I do. So <laughs> that, this, this is what that that time frame, man. And uh, it was just interesting. We went back to the hotel and then he was all like, I was like, hey, you have your meeting. So I appreciate it. He's like, no, no, man. And and I bring this up too because this is a great part of the story though because he's all like, let me tell you something. And and I learned this from this man. He goes, the media is very important. See, these guys, they just want me to use me for whatever I'm doing because it's all money. They might not even want to pick me up. But with media, you're important because you guys. If I, if I put you guys under the car, then I won't be relevant no more. Media mm. keeps you relevant. So you always got to make sure you keep good ties with them and respect them. Because if you write something bad, it doesn't matter how many people are following or who, who knows you. That's bad press always respect media they're very important
0: yeah uh i also see th- th- this bullshit statement and, and the society goes off and repeats everything they hear and they, they repeat it as fact there's yeah. no such thing as bad press and you know. that that's a false statement i think it's a false statement because oh, dude bad press is fucking bad press dude and it, it, what it is is it keeps your keeps your 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 name in their mind. But in a negative, comment. right. The
1: idea is you want people to see you in a positive way, not something that you're doing bad,
0: right? You know? Or something that that is is below you, or something right. that that really tarnishes your name. If you were to write a, a fucking uh, uh, epilogue or something and saying, "Oh, hey, you know, concept is is like an asshole. His interviews are fake. I know that for a fact, dude. Yeah. That's gonna affect my career down the line whether I want. <laughs> not just because you typed my name up and oh now it's a positive thing."
1: No, yeah, man, and that's what he he and said. And he understood dude. that. Yeah, so that's why he respect- And He bought me a shot of Hennessy. We drank Hennessy together, and then that was it. That's what's up. Yeah, man, that was crazy.
0: So, so you're you're meeting these people, you're doing these things, and then um, you're ho- you also doing a lot of hosting.
1: Yeah, I used to host a lot of the shows, man. Because of, through that manga stuff, I've um, I've actually like hosted. I actually brought the best one, the the, the one that was like I would always like to say was uh, Bad Religion, to be able to say. Coming to this stage right here is one of my favorite bands. It makes a noise of bad religion to like 15,000 people or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: that's insane.
1: And it, before that, I to control 15,000 people, to me, this sounds kind of weird, but th- it's better than sex. Because to be able to.
0: That's a bold statement.
1: Hey, man, I could always jerk off and get the same feeling. <laughs> to, to, to be able to sit there and to, to tell people, yeah. to scream, and they scream. To make some noise, how are you feeling? And to be able to project and, and to, lead, that is to,
0: exactly what I say during sex.
1: Make, make some noise. Make some noise. How are you feeling? Why are you yawning?
0: Put your hands up in the air <laughs> like you just don't care, <laughs> right, That's ex- dude? It's exactly a, what I say.
1: Hey, dude, it's it's the best feeling. <laughs> it's the best feeling in the world, man. It's it's like I was like, damn. Now I know what Hitler felt like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Put your hands up in
0: there. And you're like raising one. He's like, yeah. <laughs> dude, that one, that's that's you know, Hitman might have been the the dopest uh uh hype man in history, bro. Ooh. And then he just had him do this, dude. If he had him not, instead of just like yeah. if he would
1: have went up and down, scream, no, scream. hey <laughs> <sighs> Hey, <laughs> but no, seriously, though it's it's such a fucking rush, man, to no, be able to do that. Yeah. And at the same time, I think what's so awesome is that you're creating the tone. Yeah, you're creating that that moment. You're making people happy, sad, whatever it is. And that's that's a beautiful dude, thing.
0: I, I love hosting. I love yeah. hosting the show. I do. I do two other podcasts besides this one, and I got a third one that I haven't even talked to you about or any about. Yeah. I haven't even told you. Fluent is my partner. Friend is my brother.
1: <laughs>
0: I haven't even You're told fired. you. And since th- <laughs> this is a nine of ones,
1: yeah. I'm going to take a little
0: shine from you. No. And I'm going to let them know. Oh, cool. Abstract Rude gives me a call.
1: That rude.
0: Hey, come down to LA for a meeting. It's going to happen right now. All right, cool. I drive down there. It's Abstract Rude. I'm not going to say nothing I love your show i love what you do i love the passion you have behind it i'm with it i want to make a podcast too okay i have a lot to say and i feel like it's not being said and i can only do it in three four minutes skip it's in the songs i really want to sit down and conversate with someone so i thought he wanted a, a interview so of course he, yeah. he gave me the interview and we talked after the interview he goes i want to start a podcast with you hmm. abstract uh, abstract rude and concept 714 host blah 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 nice to me abstract rude is someone i've been listening to forever i've been following them since the battle axe. it's forever already it's it's, it's a a, dude it's an originator of an entire scene he's fathered entire scenes entire movements Uh,
1: very important very important character in the west coast hip-hop man
0: and to me uh automatically i thought credibility so the credibility that I've already built, and I'm happy with what I've done, because there's people that like me, and there's people that don't like me. And I think that's great, because uh, it kind of uh, shows you that I'm not, dude, I'm not, and I'm not scared to ruffle feathers, I'm not scared to speak my mind and say what I do. And when you do that, uh, yes, you know, people are not going to like you, dude, people are not going to, because you go against the status quo, or you just really spoke in and out and you say things that... They would never say Because they don't want to Piss anyone off Right But they need to be said Right So either way I've really developed What I like I'm enjoying it And the fact that He thought enough of me Never have met me before Just straight off What the shows is To trust me enough To build this with me It meant a lot to me um, so abstract rude is in um, he's on tour in Canada. He'll be back next month. We're going to start that podcast.
1: That's awesome. Out man. of
0: Adeline Fee Adeline Gallery in L.A. It's an art gallery.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He wants to do it strictly out of there. He's part owner of it. And nice. Wants to be building. And what I told him was like, look, man, I'm I'll be, be honored. First of all, absolutely, thank you. The only thing that I ask is that you help me fulfill my wish list for my show,
1: in which he. Obviously has a lot of good resources to be able to do and so. And to
0: me, that's, dude, I didn't ask for cash. I didn't ask for payment. I'm like, this is what I want. The experience of being able to fulfill it. And he promised me the number one name on my wish list. Nice. So to me. Uh,
1: I, I would have said instead of that, man, I would have just said, dude, just let me cut your hair.
0: <laughs> He's thinking about <laughs> cutting it. He,
1: he has. I've heard him conversation about that before, though. But and, I mean, and he
0: said on the interview, he was like, dude, this my fucking hair bugs me a bit. Like, oh.
1: I mean, dude, that guy is- How long has he had that fucking? <laughs> yeah, Imagine minutes. if
0: it was undreaded. How long man. those those fucking things would just go down on her floor?
1: Jesus, man. But
0: it's been his cue, dude, for years. So, uh, uh, looking forward to that. Um, That's
1: awesome, man. But but you build.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm very excited um, because you you work hard. You develop a product. You develop a name. And it's that easy for people to trust you because they trust the product. Yeah, of course. If he didn't believe in the show and he didn't really like it, dude, there were no reason for, to call me. Oh, let me just dollar Chubby Mexican up. Hey, dude. No, he's like, concept. Like, that's the kid. That's yeah. the dude.
1: No, that's dope. And, and that's like, only. And that
0: happens with Wacko.
1: It's only going to open doors, man. That's that happens with
0: Wacko at this, at this time, dude. I, I don't. I think your name is well established enough and trusted by the scene to where, like I said, anything that has your name involved in it. Has the credibility that it might not have had before.
1: Oh, I hope so. I mean, and I you were a lot of hard work I that, put right? a lot of work into a lot of stuff, man. As, as, as well as the people around me, too. You know, so. but,
0: and it keeps you. Correct me if I'm wrong. It keeps you from doing certain things or certain projects or being involved with certain people because you want to keep that credibility.
1: Yeah, I have. I've. I've. Um, that's another thing that I've learned throughout the people I've met. It's, mm-hmm. it's about branding, and I take branding very serious. You know, and. When I feel, though, is that um, it's something that's just not going to be kind of worth it and bring certain tarnish to my name or just just, there's no value to it, you know. Uh, I hate to say that, though, but, you know, it's the truth. Despite
0: whether there's a monetary value, you might not choose to do that project because it's going to affect your... uh,
1: Yeah, exactly, man. So I've always been picky what I kind of get involved with and stuff, and I I think I've made some very cool choices, and it's paid off a lot, man. You
0: know when it's... It's cool to be picky, but it's okay. It's when you're able to be picky. It's when you're picky and you don't have that luxury right. that things really go downhill. Yeah. But when you have the luxury because you've earned the trust, the people understand where you're coming from. And they know what they're going to get. You have the luxury of, I'm not going to interview this kid. I'm not feeling him. I don't think he'll be okay for the show. I don't think he'll be okay for the vision. I'm not going to do that video despite, yeah, I could use a three grand or four grand or five grand it's not who I am It's not what I do You know Right
1: Yeah man You, you, you just gotta do that you have, you have to be picky On what you're doing And stuff like that No matter who you are or what you are You know um, It's the same thing Like uh, just getting an education You wanna be picky What school you're going to yeah. How's it gonna benefit you And help you out in life
0: Anything you're gonna invest Mass amounts of time in
1: That's you, the key thing man Time is everything
0: Time is something we don't have But you've, you've worked with With a lot of people And you've, you've been um, What's up
1: Oh, that's cool. Don't worry about it. It's all good, man.
0: Uh, you you've worked with a lot of people, and you've uh, also uh, got to work with a lot of noticeable artists, right? Like uh Billy Idol, Cedric the Entertainer, yes. like just these cats that you that have entrusted you with their image. Which at that level, it's everything.
1: Yeah, that was kind of cool. Cedric was really awesome because uh, he had asked me to just take some photos. He was cool there. people. I'm not, yeah, real cool people. I actually, um, before I, I got i asked to take photos and stuff i was interviewing him it was a phone interview at my cousin's wedding in vegas i had to stop in the middle there there before the ceremony started i was actually conversating with him um and uh interviewing him on the phone for madagascar at that time and uh so i was doing that and then he was like hey man i really appreciate you really cool people man i go thanks man and he's all like uh are you are you uh, gonna be in the inland empire area you can go to my show i go oh yeah man he's all like hey do You know anyone that could do photos or something like that? Like, well, I actually, did, you know, I do photos as well and stuff. So I got to take some just some candid shots of him at the improv in Ontario, just doing a, a performance and stuff yeah. like that.
0: And, and uh, dude, Billy Idol.
1: Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, Billy Idol. That was pretty fucking pretty crazy. Just uh, doing with some, a bit
0: Billy Idol? You not Billy Idol?
1: You don't know Billy Idol?
0: I'm All asking right, you. Well, I'm just... You don't seem excited.
1: It's that pizza That just kind of came in Knocks you out She got the Mexican disease
0: Yeah (laughs) Sorry babe Deal with it
1: You chose that life Yep you did You chose that life
0: uh, uh, Wedding singer right Billy Idol wedding
1: singer Yeah white wedding Yeah he's on wedding singer And shit like that (laughs) Wait one more time What One more (laughs) One more time (laughs) 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> no uh,
0: So Billy Idol And in, 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 uh, how did I go
1: That was cool It was just pretty much uh, Getting candid shots Of his performance At Warped Tour And stuff like that man. No, no, yeah no. so that was Really awesome man and
0: Altogether How many years Have you Accumulated Would you say Of like Just documenting hip hop
1: About 15 plus years Maybe or something That like is
0: an that. insane Amount of time dude What have you learned In that time
1: that there's good people, and then there's shitty people in the scene.
0: Mm. <laughs> and, 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 and it's funny, but you mean like morally, right? Is that what
1: morally, entertainment-wise, quality-wise. Mm. No, but I think what, most, what I learned in the whole thing through that, I think in that scene, in this scene, is that yeah. um, it's not made for everybody. And uh, um, it takes... If you're if you're gonna do this uh, profen- professionally, or you're trying to really do something of it, mm-hmm. it's a lot of sacrifice and um, a lot of time. And if you don't have that time, dedication, willingness, to sacrifice, especially from your family and friends, yeah, um, it, it won't happen.
0: I think it gets to the point where they're willing to sit there, knowing they got work in the morning, knowing they got to kick kids, but they trust with. Oh, the that's
1: a key. That's a key thing. It, and it, it's they, trust.
0: They know <laughs> that. They will develop and it has developed and so they trust that these nights and these lates and you not being there that eventually it is a, a drop in a bucket that you're filling, right and, and that drop is at least there even if it is that just one drop you're that much closer to the top um because what i think when it really gets to be very annoying and destructive to a, a family is when there's no drop and they're just waiting there with an empty fucking bucket because exactly, you're not producing, man. you're not developing, you're not honest with yourself about it. So yeah. it just keeps going and going, all you know, that stuff.
1: I like my family, man. When I was doing all this stuff, because originally uh, I was uh, gonna be stu- I was studying to be a dentist, and um, <laughs> everyone's all. My wife
0: good. is a dental assistant. Yeah, I know. So. I think we
1: were conversating on a, a Facebook post one time. I, I was. Because <laughs> we were talking about, yeah, it was a post that you had had put up, and you you were getting work done, and I think oh. I had broke it down, mm. what actually was getting happening, or what could have been happening. Dentist, yeah. Well, that's, that's what, what I studied. Why
0: dentist though?
1: <sighs> My reason at the time was just. You know it was something interesting I and mean, then um security and uh um <laughs> oh god that used to be number one on suicide but when they moved to number two i said this thing for me um <laughs> no just
0: number one is got to be like cop right what it is it to. do you know no no, no
1: way no. are you serious i would google that shit uh, <laughs> Dude,
0: how is it gonna be higher than the actual profession that carries it? I
1: never understood why how even dentists were even considered like a number one anything for suicide. Like
0: because what, they they they.
1: What was the reason? The very
0: bottom line, they cause pain, and I think that's a psychological. So does a fucking aspect. doctor? So does not really.
1: I mean, you figure a cop would be the same thing. Military, you know what I'm saying? There's people a lot of people don't want to
0: go to you, dude. People yeah. avoid you.
1: It, for, it, yeah. it, you know what? It is the most weirdest thing because I've worked in the industry as, a, as an assistant, right? Because yeah. I was going to school and then I was being an assistant and then uh, I just got bored of it. And now, actually, I was like, oh, you know what? Nah, screw being a dentist. I'll just be a hygienist, man. And then um, I was going to go to uh, USC and everything. And then I was like, nah, I just don't want to. This is boring. Police officer number five.
0: Okay, police officer number five. Doctors wow. is number one. Dances is number two. What's number three? Was number four? Where does podcaster fall in there?
1: Like 1,400 and... <laughs> That's about
0: right. Uh, talk to me about uh, Operation Mind.
1: Oh, Operation Mind was with me and my buddy, uh, Ominous Word, uh, Steve Caprio. And uh, actually, he's, he was like when I moved out to the Inland Empire he was like the first person I ever met and stuff and I knew him prior before that too but I've known this man for like fucking over 30 something years or something like that holy fuck yeah so he's like my best friend and we're both the same we've, we've always ventured off and our, our families always said that you know you know we were just being dumb yeah. taking risks and stuff until they actually saw like hey this guy, these guys these are really doing something these idiots are making money off of something <laughs> like yeah. wow this is good job mio keep yeah. going yeah you know, but, um, yeah, we started to call Operation Free Mind. Our main thing was just kind of opening people's minds and stuff like that, you know, because there's a lot of ignorance in today's society. And yeah. Even then. Absolutely. And we used to put shows together. Uh, we, we did a lot of things for, like, um, like Ride. Ride is, a num- at that time, they were the number two snowboard company in the world because mm. Burton was the first one because Burton actually, cre- you know, created the first snowboard. So, uh, Ride would hire me and him. And we brought like the alcoholics. We brought, we even brought up Tumex one time, dude. We brought up like a bunch of cats, Charlie Two and all that stuff. We brought them up to like Mammoth, and there's a trade trade show, and then uh, we we were the best party right there. You know what I mean? Because ride That's was so like so. that edgy thing. And, you know. Are they
0: the ones that had the the Jana Jameson uh snowboard?
1: Yeah, actually, I no, no, no. That was somebody else. Though. They were more. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: dude, dude could literally ride Janet Jameson.
1: I'm, I'm riding her. <laughs>
0: You're not the only person to be able to say that.
1: Yeah, you're not the only one, bro. Look at this, dude. Um.
0: <laughs> oh, we saw... We ran oh, into, you, we, we you ran, saw her? We were, no, we ran oh. into Tito Ortiz.
1: Oh, really?
0: <laughs> San Diego suit.
1: Wow, how's he looking?
0: Buff as shit. He looks... Dude, like you see him on TV, he looks like a little panty sometimes almost because his hair is bleeding. But like you see him in real life, dude, like you can see like the battle scars on his face and like his neck is just like this solid concrete massive a man and you're thinking oh that makes sense he fucking beats people's ass for a living
1: <laughs> it, it, like
0: d- he has that vibe of like he was totally cool and respectful I mean, like, we asked him if we could take a picture and he's like oh i'm with my family right now i'm okay that's cool dog. and he's yeah. like oh he even apologized. he's like oh i'm sorry dude maybe, maybe next time i'm like yeah for sure wow. but even that he dude he, awesome. he's not he can't be he might be like six feet but like Massive hands, just like this gigantic, and just like I can
1: imagine, dude. dude. A beast, yeah, a beast. yeah, that's that's man. That I had a chance to um to uh, film like this mini documentary for um, uh, uh, MMA Kings MMA. Yeah, and um, that's Silva's camp and stuff. And it was the most craziest experience of my life. And these people, individuals such as himself, and it's like what they go through, and it's like um, it was uh the modern they're the modern day ninjas. Mm, you yeah. know, that's the best way to kind of um explain Bottom
0: Day gladiators. Yeah, dude. You know, it's absolutely. just it's just interesting, man. I wish it was to the death.
1: It, the way things are going, people are getting bored, so you wouldn't doubt if it. <laughs> it ends up that way.
0: I would just like throw like a ninja star in there, like yeah, I don't see what
1: they They start throwing like <laughs> axes in there and shit. A tiger <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, they used to fucking feed people to tigers and shit for entertainment. Fucking That's how bored Roman really Romans, you don't have anything else to do throw that Christian to that tiger over there and see what happens. Uh, oh yeah. uh, fuck
1: Jeez, why do they always die? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the fuck?
1: This is I don't know, man. It's kind
0: of like a oh, if you're a witch, you you won't float. Like that's how we would know if you yeah. were if you were not a witch or not. Because witches crazy. will float; they have buoyancy for some reason. But if you're if you weren't a, a witch, you'll die. Oh, thanks. Hey, you know what?
1: <laughs> at that time, when when quote unquote witches were getting burned during yeah. like the uh, medieval times and yeah. stuff, they were actually like doctors and like at that considered uh, doctors yeah, and scientists yeah. because. There were, you know, you know, oh, they're feeding plants because plants involved, you know, to help heal people, and uh, it, you know the churches would say no, 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 yeah. because money, man, you yeah. Know what I'm S- saying? Some
0: of them were like no <laughs>
1: to the state, burn. That's
0: not true. No, she's not a witch. She, you, some of them were like shut the fuck up. There, she's like, uh, I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. She's like, there was like logical people at that time. Yeah, you know man, what they crazy. called it? You know what they called it uh, when the the reign of king and queen stopped. Like huh. they, they they called it the age of reason.
1: The age of reason. Because before
0: it was like a king queen would
1: right, all with,
0: and then eventually the age of reason came in. with like fuck you, first of
1: all. Right.
0: Like uh, I don't give a <laughs> fuck how many inbred family members you have. I, I can go live and do whatever I want, kind of shit. Yeah. And the witch. Hunt you stuff. don't
1: raise my pigs. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> oh, it, it, was, it was crazy. Uh, you you organized the first event, or you were part of the event. That was the first smoking event.
1: Oh yeah, this was before um, before Smokeout ever had the um, uh, convention, the uh, weed convention yeah. inside the Smokeout. Yeah. Uh, we actually did it. At the, uh, my buddy was the mastermind behind it my, that I was telling you about, my friend. And um, uh, we kind of collabed together, and then uh, basically we had normal. I don't know if you're familiar with normal. Nor- yep. Yes. So nor we know like me the main and fluent
0: hosted. The 10th year anniversary for Normal.
1: Nice, dude. We, yep. we, we actually had Jack Hare after his stroke, literally after his stroke, do a speech there. Damn. And then uh, two weeks later, he had passed away. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, yeah, we had those types of people. as, as And then we had uh, Ika Mouse perform. I actually got to perform, too, man, which is awesome and stuff. And we had reggae, hip-hop, um, just variety of music it, it, it was a mini Woodstock and we did it right in Devor and it was on this property uh, is a place called the screaming chicken and um, they had a stage in the back and everything and since it was private property um, we were able to get the proper permits and stuff and we actually had police and fire department there because you had to have them do the capacity of certain people and they couldn't do nothing and people were there smoking and everything like that man like it was a little mini woodstock it was pretty fucking crazy dude that sounds dope yeah and then after that then uh smoke out they did their little thing and stuff like that
0: oh okay okay. yeah
1: yeah because turtle was there and i'll call these people out turtle was there turtle was actually uh, chang's brother from yeah. real union the turtle was there and he saw what we we're doing and stuff like that and you know they bid it, and that's just how the industry works, oh, man.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, it is, and, and I see it happen. And sometimes, like, if you if you're in the business, you you spot things, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, okay, this is where that happened, or this is where that came from. And yeah, and how do you take it? Are you with it? Like, you know what? Uh, it is what it is. That's business, or are you like,
1: man, fuck that? Just nah, it is what it is because the idea is that uh, it's just it's not about. um, who gots what it's it's about who can uh uh, make whatever it is better Mm. it's about uh innovating something you know what i mean yeah so uh music's the same way you know we're sampling up a sample a sample sample we're inspired by a certain song or artist and we're influenced it and uh we project that into our music or whatever it is Mm -hmm. so we're just Getting an idea that's already there and putting our own little twist to it yeah. and put it out.
0: Besides all the ventures that you had, uh, Sue Radio, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, uh
0: You did EDM. Was that like? The, was that?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, this was before B Side and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, this was the very first ever like visual uh, EDM show with DJs from around the world. We've had like people who played at EDC. Um, Ultra And all that stuff like that And they would come over To my house My garage And they would spin right there We had cameras And stuff like that And we did interviews And everything man
0: So you always Or at least From a very young um, Career age Realized the importance Of documentation Yes Right Because uh, You can do a hip hop show and the only people that will see it are the people that are present. Right. But and it's something that I firmly believe on. And I think it's what kind of leading me to do podcasting is the documentation of what's happening in this person's right. life at this time. is very important because that whatever it is, whoever it is, is never going to happen again. Yeah. And, and it's important to see the growth. Of an entire scene, which you've been able to kind of develop with the B side show, mm-hmm. uh, is is that is having two to self provoked to MC New to MC old to these people and giving them a grounds of like, hey, no matter what, when you're 25, when you're 150, this episode is going to remain. It's going to stay here.
1: Right, dude. Documentation is important for anything. Um, no matter again, no matter what you're doing, where you are. Um, Uh, People can't see it Um, Then You know People don't Really believe it We're in a world now Where people need to Actually see it You know To visually You know Visually Grab that information And soak it in To truly believe it Okay They
0: need to see it Right. Like they don't know I've been receiving oral this whole time underneath this table, and they will never know They'll that never because know. they can't. But see But
1: then them. again, you said it, so then <laughs> visually they're probably seeing it in their head. So yeah. then, as they should, yeah. take a minute, take a minute, and imagine that. that. Yeah,
0: I'm almost done. Hold on. Okay, <laughs> moving wacko, which which brings us uh, brings us uh, to today. Uh, literally, and I mean that today, it brings us to to. To a new chapter in Wacko's life as a as Wacko and as a professional, uh-huh. um, talk to me about the B side show.
1: Yeah, man, the B side show. Um, you know, been involved with it for quite some time, and um, you know, there's there's a time I think where you feel as though that, um, maybe you, for myself, I, I felt though as I have outgrown. Um, there's there's some creative differences, and. Um, uh, I think it's time for me to move forward in, into a different direction, um, and uh, so I'll be stepping away from the B side uh, for good, actually. So, you know, and um, um, I, I just think it's just time for me to do something like that. You know, I, I don't, I don't see myself really uh, progressing any further anymore. Um, not, not just. Just to being involved with the scene, I think i don't what I've learned is that you can't you can't stick with one specific scene because then you're gonna be stuck there for a long time and what I do is my job is to help people put visuals together and um branding and marketing different things like that and um the hip hop scene is 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 my scene and it's my life you know and and I love it and stuff though but to me there's nothing. There for me right now. I need to move on to different things, and this is the perfect time for myself. I've been giving some lot of opportunities and stuff. People have been hitting me up about certain things and stuff, um, like documentaries that I've been uh, working on lately. And and I, I gotta I gotta be smart with my time in business. Um, you have to be smart with your time. Time is very important, you know, to a businessman, and um, the time and the energy that I'm putting right now into B side. Uh, I want to be able to utilize that uh, for other means for myself. Mm.
0: So you um, you were hosting for a little bit.
1: Yes, I was a host, and then I stepped down because I wanted to work more behind the scenes. You
0: even stepped down from hosting.
1: Right. So l-
0: let me let me tell you how it looked to me. Like uh, I was I was really weary of you not hosting the show. Right? I was like, what are they gonna do? because respectfully rabbit can cannot carry the show by himself you need rabbit to be the counteraction to something else and i don't know if rabbit would disagree with me on that as in like he needs to be the counterpart of something because rabbit is that one dude who's like always smiling always happy always this but if if there's not that counter side which is what you play the more direct and more like um strict with the questions kind of thing and you really brought it out on people, it was all going to be just one-sided happy-go-lucky shit and it, and uh-huh. it wasn't going to pop, right? So when you said, oh, I'm stepping down as a host, but I'll be in the, in the, in the scene, it was a little bit of a relief. It was like, okay, cool. At okay. least you'll still be involved. So let me ask you this. Besides the fact that you've done it before and left, made a show or a project, created a project and moved on to the next project, uh-huh. what makes you so sure that the B size show is gonna be okay, or are you sure
1: that um, the B
0: size show will, will continue?
1: I mean it it's it's up to the team, you know. Um you know, they they put in their work and stuff like that. Uh you know, the the people that are involved uh financially um and um you know some of the resources and the networking that they they put into it, you know, made it what it is as well as what all the things I've done as well too. But um to be honest, I am, I am not too sure, you know, where it would go or anything like that. Um, it's up to them and what and, they and, do with it. And not it.
0: in a cold-blooded way, but are you concerned with where it might go? Or is it something like, you know what, I did what I could. I know I did my best.
1: No, I did, I did, what, I, I did what I did on there. And I can do a lot more, actually. Yeah. I can put a lot more, but I haven't been putting in a lot more for the fact that, you know, in my head, I feel as though that um, – I'm just not in it no more, just, mm. my heart's not there no more, yeah, so um you know in in the vision that I have for it and what what i'm what I would expect it to be at, you know uh it's a little bit different than what the rest of the team is, right, so um you know respectfully it and being fair for for me to step away, I think it's the best thing to do uh for myself and then for them you know because
0: even let's say you were you did force yourself to stay. Your heart's not going to be in it. Your mind's not going to be in it. And it wouldn't be fair to anyone, including no, not at yourself.
1: Right? Yeah, not at all, man. Because they
0: might be able to grow, let's say, in the future, pick somebody up out that has another vision. But well, because if you're there, you remain there, that opportunity won't be there.
1: Right, yeah. And it, I've been told that, like, because um, I've talked to a couple people, my decision and stuff, and everyone just does the same thing. They all trip out. And, and, you know, they say, well, why would you do so? Like, you know, like, like you're, like, one of the dudes who created that shit. Like, why why would you just leave something like that? I, and I just said, well, this is just a business move, you know. Um, in business, there's no, like, really emotions in it. you know. It's,
0: is this a risk or are you pretty decisive that this is this is going to – This
1: is not a risk, man. Okay. You know, it's not um, a risk. No, not at all because, like I said, dude, I, I have so many other opportunities. I can do so many different things and stuff like that. And, um, you know, um, I've always been that way. You know, I've, I've always um, been able to be able to recreate something or just – you know, uh, step into other ventures and, you know, grow from that. So and, and not that it That's how B Side even got started because of yeah. the decisions I made prior before and, and so forth and what right. have I learned. Well know?
0: yeah definitely you ha you brought this experience to this new venture you wanted to create and be, you learn from those experiences and you put that experience those experiences into this new venture and it created what we all know to be the B side show. And not that you owe the scene anything. If anything it's the reverse. The scene owes you. And it sounds might sound weird to hear, but that's the reality of the thing. Is I don't know another B side show. I know a bunch of other shows that kind of pull their base off of this show, the way it's created, and very poorly. First of all, very poorly. Second of all, it just replicated a whole bunch of like all these little fifteen minute shows that try to do the same, but they just don't have the pool. They don't have the credibility. They don't have all this other stuff. Can we expect another version of the B-Side show or something in, within those lines? Or are we just going completely fucking different and, and seeing what happens?
1: Um, as of right now, um, I, I'm going to focus more just staying behind the camera. Um, and uh, there, there was this company that, that uh, had talked to me pre- before, but they're still in the building stage of uh, what they're trying to develop. And they asked my expertise on it, but um, right now I'm just gonna kind of just focus on what I'm trying to do behind the camera. Uh, I haven't been behind the camera as much as I would like to. Uh, lately, I've been doing like long exposure photography, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's 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 uh, refreshing and it's it's bringing something you know different. And and, and uh, I kind of miss that, so I need to focus on just wacko and do what I'm do doing.
0: Do we have an end game? Do you have something that? you have your eyes set on
1: there's a lot of different things that my eyes are set on like i said some people have even giving me some opportunity and stuff like that i've talked with like cats from like even like you know the, the boy from rhyme yeah and uh you know he, he was uh asking me to help out and stuff you know and we were just kind of in little like you know negotiations and low no
0: pro we talked and i can i can cut it if it's not open but you said katie hmm. right
1: yeah, well, Scooby, who's involved with Ryan Fest, he actually works at K Day, uh-huh. so uh, we just had the meeting over at K Day and yeah. stuff like that. How that go? No, yeah, it was promising. Coo- it, was, it was a cool meeting and stuff like that. You know, he's, you know, me and him would like to build together, you know. But um, again, it's still just like on a table and everything. Yeah,
0: dude. I mean, it has been to this thing. Like, well, uh, I went to cover the Jetta Mind Tricks for the show, and I couldn't get backstage, right? But Wacko is on stage. <laughs> and it pissed me off. I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah. I, dude, I did, I did everything within my powers, which kind of was a wake up call, because I figured, dude, "Look, I'll get there, make my way on stage. I've done it before. I've done it before. Fuck yeah, it. I've, I've done it. That's how I do it. I just, hey, troops, just get me in. I'll take care of it." And I always end up backstage. The one time I didn't, I was like, "Fuck, that really sucks." It was really kind of like a, a, like a, like uh, it was like a bummer. It was a bummer, but it was more like a realistic. Like, dude, you're not there yet. One day you will be, but not. Yeah. And then I see, and I see Wacko walking on stage, filming Vinny as he's doing his thing. I'm like, Wacko, get me backstage. Yeah, he's like, I can't, I, bro, so, I can't. I'm, I'm like, What the fucker? Just get me. He's like, I don't have any more uh, wristbands. I'm like, shit.
1: Yeah, um,
0: but uh, Vinnie, who's not from the scene. Right, mm-hmm. and I don't know how it went down, but at the end of the day, you were still on stage, and he was trusting you with the filming, or someone was trusting you enough to film. Yeah, Vinny. well,
1: Vinny's cool peeps, though, man. You he's, know him. Yeah, he's just cool peeps and stuff like that. And um, like I was there too for Armors of Pharaoh, man. You know, I filmed them and stuff like that and everything. And uh, I actually uh, chilled with uh, Reef afterwards too. The next day, we actually filmed the music video after that Observatory show.
0: So what, what I'm getting to is like uh, someone like Vinny, who's I know firsthand is very sensitive about image and and the way he's displayed and and talked to and all that stuff uh was okay with you doing that
1: yeah i don't i don't get to see what you describe i've never seen vinny like that like vinny to me is i'm sitting in the back and he comes up to me and puts his hand on his shoulders like you okay papi i'm like yeah i'm cool homie all right all right good good papi good papi man here you want a drink that's, that's Vinny to me and, Yeah, and, and, and I'm only speaking from a
0: fan's perspective because yeah. I know that he there's people he'll work with there's people that he won't work with I know that he's very picky about Which his music be, and, yeah. as you should evidence
1: be. is the same way too uh, huh?
0: except all the heavy hitters in the game you realize image is a lot it mm-hmm. has a lot to do but, with it that's yeah. why rocker will agree to do a show that maybe he hasn't heard of because he knows oh you know the press is important and all that stuff that that is R- t- another he he's a good
1: homie right good, there man good, good,
0: yeah. uh, i love him uh, it's been really dope uh but uh so uh um, immediately what are we moving to what are we doing
1: as far as for myself yes uh basically it's just uh just get into more of the filming and stuff like that, man. Um, I wanted to finish up these shorts that I had on the, on the burner that I had to kind of step away. So uh, that's first and foremost. And again, it's just uh, taking a look at these other opportunities that have been presented to me and um, see where they um, where they are benefit. Yeah. And and whether or not the pros and cons.
0: Now let me ask you this: because uh, uh, all the past ventures that you've had, you. Well, I'm assuming you picked up a little bit from each one and yes. that helped you develop the next one. And blah, blah. What did B-Side, what did you pick up from B-Side?
1: I think B-Side was more in a production aspect of it, of, of a live show. A live show is very, very, very hard to kind of like run um, because... It's it, hard to do. Like, because we're doing live editing. Yeah. So live editing's like, it's on the fly. Your lower thirds are being made right then and there. So... When if you ever been in an actual production come like you know, there's actually someone that's in charge of lower thirds. There's actually someone there in charge of the cameras. No way. There's actually someone there in charge of the sound. There's actually someone there communicating the cameraman, just standing there, camera A, camera B, get tighter on that.
0: As opposed to the B side where B side is just one that one person. All of <laughs> whether
1: that. it's myself, whether it's Shay, whether it's a drag, whatever, we're doing that all at once. Yeah. So uh, being able to do that, and especially for me uh, as a director and, and someone who films, it was quite easy though. But um, it, it it brought more of a challenge. But it actually sharpened my sword a lot more too. Mm. You know, um, uh, it's just the way I see it is just like editing like a music video or whatever. You know, but I'm doing it live. Yeah. You know, so um, and the way I shoot too is actually I do like I'm actually when I'm filming something I'm actually editing in my head. So. Once I get into the lab, um, it's already you're, locked in. Yeah, I just plug all the pieces in.
0: It is, it is a wonderful thing being able to see it from an MC or a, a, a performer to see in the backstage like this stuff. Right? So now when I hear or when I see a show, I think about it completely different, especially with the interviews. Like when I see an interview, I'm like, oh, he missed that opportunity. He could have asked him that. This is going to suck. Because I can tell where he's going to go to with his next question, and he's not going to fucking answer it. Tarantino's going to eat his ass up. And that's exactly what happens. Yeah. You're able to see these things like, oh, no, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it, And yeah. boom, he lands in. You're like, okay, you fucked up. And yep, sure as shit. Ah, well, I don't fucking know. You don't do They don't, they, 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 you know, the, the, the vision, you see it from completely different eyes. Even, if you, even when you don't even try to. It's just as like your everyday stuff now. You perceive it through different filters.
1: Right, I mean? right. Yeah, exactly, man.
0: So we've developed this stuff. We're closing all this stuff. And I can't tell you how, how, how much I've seen um, the scene develop and grow and around the B-Side show. Like the B-Side show was the staple. And I cannot wait to see what you got coming up next.
1: Yeah, man. All I could do is say is uh, just sit back, chill, and just wait and see what comes up, man. You yeah. know. But um, like I said, dude, there's going to be some um, other opportunities. I think probably even better opportunities for me to grow as an individual. You know. So. Yeah.
0: It's been a pleasure watching you do it. Uh, I cannot wait to see what you got going on. Keep us in mind. I am. I'm. I'm not. I am not that uh, picky. I yeah. will carry your fucking lights for you. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep it warm at night if that's what it requires.
1: Hey, Amen She's like I know I know
0: I will spoon you You get lonely out there bro I'll be the little spoon Wacko
1: I don't mind I am bro. here bro I don't uh, mind I don't mind at all I appreciate dude, everything dude
0: Hey thank you Thank you for dropping by uh,
1: Yeah man I appreciate the thank time Thank you for sharing like this time. with
0: us uh, I don't want to brag But uh, we are the first Group of people Or the first yeah. Show that you're telling And when you approached me With like hey uh, you, You're going to be the first one uh, It really meant a lot to me to earn the respect of yours and for sure to be getting it, to be like, okay, well, listen, I know what your show does. I know what it means and this is where I want to drop it. Uh, And and dude, I owe it all to you and Rabbit to be watching you and having the courage to see, oh, it can be done. Hip-hop interviews can be entertaining. They can be good and they can be meaningful. They don't have to be a quick, boom, 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 get the fuck out and see who else is next. They can be someone and build around and they can't be its own momentum yeah, builder. Man. You yeah
1: yeah we, we've done it and you know and i'm very proud of the team so all i can say is just best wishes to everybody and hopefully they can keep that name trucking and and we'll see you know wh- where they go with it yeah so
0: well wake the flock up is here to back you whatever cool, you need it, uh, and absolutely welcome back anytime you like uh and let's let's do it dog let's Thanks, do it man i'm happy for you dude i really am appreciate keep it, doing you Thank you for dropping by. So for everyone that stuck it through tonight, for Little Caesars hooking us up, that pizza was delicious. Hooking us up like it was free. For the wife driving all the way to Little Caesars, (laughs) for uh, King's Corner, brand new King's Corner, 1020 North Batavia Street, Uh, we're building, we're growing, and we're evolving, and I think it's important that the scene moves and evolves and all that stuff for Wacko. (laughs) <laughs> and wacko productions and wacko scene and wacko movie and wacko fucking editing and wacko everything that's wacko. Uh I'm all for it. So for real hip hop everywhere, this is Concept714 asking and demanding that you help us. Every car you can block, watch your heart, is secure. Wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. Everybody, wake the fuck up. From the city to the curves, every street, every car you can block, watch your heart, is secure. Wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck
1: up. Wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. Everybody, wake the fuck up.